What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Veil. Today, we got some super awesome guests. I'm really excited to have them on the show and get into the conversation. We got Mark and Andrea from Specter Paranormal, Spectral Paranormal. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's, you know, this past weekend, it was like really cold. And now it's really hot where I live. And so I'm it's sweating. been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting here sweating in the house. It's like, oh my God. Super, super hot. Now let me ask you a question. Do you still have the length of the beard? Yeah. Well, so I trimmed it up this weekend. <laughs> I cut it down a little bit. Uh love the beard. Thank you. Thank you. I, I cut it down this weekend because uh it was getting uncontrollable. I started looking like Alaskan bush people. And uh, I was one step away from becoming a Yeti. So <laughs> I detained myself a little bit. <laughs> we got to talk to, we have to talk to Brandon Marsh from the Phillies. He's, he's pretty long there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was getting to a point where like, where it wasn't growing, it was starting to die off a little bit. And I was like, you know, just trim it off. I don't, I don't want to look absolutely terrible <laughs> for, for my interviews. This week. So <laughs> absolutely. Mm -hmm. So. So, Mark, Andrea, would you like to give a formal introduction of yourself? Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. You're doing it. All right. You always do it. Um, all right. I'm Mark Lockhart, um, and this is Andrea Stevens. Both of us, Annette, are, uh, uh, how can I put it? We're both sensitives and we're both magnets. And when we met each other, uh, neither one of us knew anything about that part of each other. And uh, I used to do paranormal research. Uh, I was never really on a team team. I would be used to walk in and verify if a place was haunted. Then once I said yes, they'd be like, all right, have a good night. And, or I would just stick around and do some things. But I never really enjoyed uh, the way that people treated uh, spirits like dogs and cats and made them play fetch and things like that. So I always thought that was kind of weird. And I always said to myself, if I ever had a team, of course, it would be more respectful and, you know, we would do the, the, the things the right way. So um, I ended up getting in music and stuff like that. And I stayed into that and I just kind of crept away from the paranormal. And then at some point in my life, I met this beautiful woman and um, we started uh, planning a trip to Salem, Massachusetts. That was the very first thing that we did. That, and that's when we kind of found out about each other because we started like discussing things and feelings and sensitivities that we were having there. And, and it was just very be like beyond bizarre that I met somebody that had the same things that I did. So, uh, we had this, this hunger, uh, for knowledge and stuff like that with the paranormal. So we started really investigating things and, and reading up on things. And then one day out of the blue, we just kind of decided like, you know, why don't we do something and, we could do some investigations and we'll take it from there. It was supposed to end up being small at first and, and now it's blowing up into like a beast. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's very odd. And I'm not saying odd isn't bad. I mean, odd isn't good because my last episode that, that uh, aired right before this is a lady from Pennsylvania. She's from Philly. She's a psychic medium. And she took a trip to Salem and it unlocked everything. There's weird parallels happening right now, right in front of me. I'm seeing. And there, there's a lot in Salem. Yeah. 
Yeah. There, it, and I said it to her and I'll say it to you. Salem is like the Mecca. I would, I would, I would suppose for paranormal activity, paranormal research, or just unlocking some special gifts that you might have. Oh. And, uh, it's weird. It, it, I'm finding that as I do every episode, there's parallels between everybody. It's, it's, it's amazing and beautiful. It's pretty awesome. Um, so before we get into some of the heavier topics, um, how was your day? Our day is pretty good. I mean, we both work regular jobs besides doing this. Eventually in time, we're hoping that this is going to like really take off and we could do this full time and because we both have a love and passion for it. We have a, a very genuine connection with the spirits that we encounter. Uh, unlike all these other groups that are out there, you go on YouTube, you watch these groups. I mean, I, I'm not gonna really name drop, but there's some really horrific fakers on YouTube and it's uh, it's very disheartening because it kind of hurts our field. But uh, when me and Andrew go into an investigation and that we, we like to try to make a nice connection with the spirit, um, we try to understand, you know, why are there, why they still remain, why they haven't crossed over into the light. Um, you know, what, what's the situation that's holding them back from moving forward and, and going on with their lives. A lot of it is residual, it's attachment. You know, some of them like, they get so used to being in a place and that, and there's a certain comfort there. And from my communications with spirits, a lot of them are afraid to cross over because they know once they go into that light, they're, they're done. They're not going to come back down here. So a lot of them have loved ones. They still watch over and things like that. So like I said, we, we try to build a good rapport with them on our investigations. Our very last investigation, for example, um, when we got to the very end of it, we were on the stage and I asked all the spirits if Andy, if it was okay, if Andy sang for them and they all said no in unison. And it was the funniest thing and it's on video and it'll be on our new video coming out tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so when you do, do people around you know that you guys, uh, investigate like in your daily lives, like at work and stuff? Some. Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah. so yeah. Some. <laughs> She's a nurse and, um, I pretty much am an, uh, accounts payable, uh, specialist for a big company. So like I said, we have our normal jobs that we do and we try to like take these thought processes out of our heads while we're doing our regular work. And I put it's hard sometimes because of the investigations we do. And um, sometimes it impacts us. It depends on the situation. We feel being sensitive. We feel a lot of the emotion and, and um, the sadness that the spirits feel when they're feeling overwhelmed or whatever. Not, like we feel that energy too. So sometimes it follows up, you know, it'll follow us home. How, when, when, when you share some of these things with, with people that you're close to, uh, what is the general reception that you get? Amazement. Usually all, like all my friends and everything else love it. Like they love watching the videos. They're like, you know, they, they always bust me and saying I'm working with a little YouTube celebrity. I think it's mixed. I think there's some people who are really open to it and they want to hear more about it, but there's other people that are just like, no, that's not possible. That's not real. Mm. So I, I think it's mixed. Yeah. I, I can definitely understand that. Um, and, and I, I, I say this almost every episode, but, um, people in your field back in the 50s, 60s, 70s would be considered crazy. 
and, mm-hmm. and we're actually in an insane asylum. So really what you're doing is you're, you know, you guys are stepping out, out of that stigma per se. And, mm-hmm. and you guys are really showing that this is real. Right. And like, it's not just in your head. This there, there's, mm-hmm. there's yeah. proof. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you got audio visual, uh, you, you have, you know, conversations back and forth with, with mm-hmm. spirit. And like, it's, it's amazing to see where, where the, the paranormal field has, has evolved to now. Yeah. And I mean, it's shockingly, we, everybody owes it to the ones. I mean, regardless of what they did in their lives, um, everybody knows that there's some dark sides to them and, and, you know, they did some crooked things, but they opened the door for everybody in this, in the whole paranormal spiritual world. And, you know, we do, we've been to their house, like we saw their house and we've been to their graves and stuff like that. And we paid our, our, uh, our respects and stuff like that. And, we do have like a, there's it's kind of weird it's like a love and hate relationship with them like we we love you know what they were able to do we love the path that they set for everybody else um we know that they were very genuine people when they first started they really i mean ed and lorraine really wanted to help people but at some point um the dollar sign showed up you know and, and they did have to make a living i mean like everybody else does um unfortunately they just embellished a lot of other stories and stuff like that and then there's other things that happen between their marital relationship and that but uh like i said we're we're not into their personal life we just care about what they did in a professional level and even though a lot of it wasn't good they did open the door for us which allows us now to move forward and and hopefully become a respected duo in in the paranormal absolutely Absolutely. So stepping into some of that, I think it was Mark, you and I were talking a little bit, or or maybe it was it was another investigator and and, and they said, and I want to I want to run this by you and, and see if, if you agree. Uh, they they said and I agree that that TV kind of killed the field of the of of paranormal investigation, whereas the ghost adventures, the the, mm-hmm. the ghost, ghost hunters. Yeah. Yeah, all of those kind of killed and overhyped. Um, Zach Baggins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, bro. There's, there's a lot of faking, I think, just to get that money. So it's yeah. it has kind of made a little bit of a joke of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of one of the other investigators that I was talking to, he said uh, he said that the the first documentary they came out with. Um, was was amazing and then everything after that was doctored up and i mean i'm not in the field i I don't understand you know one one thing from another but uh as a fan at a prior fan somebody who caught on on the back end i realize how 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 doctored it really is and to see you two going out and i watch i watch your content i watch it and going out and and doing investigations the way that you do and setting the standard for other people to to follow i think that's very important and so right off the bat i want to say thank you oh yeah you know you're welcome man uh we appreciate that and uh when we do our investigations we do try to separate ourselves from everybody else um andrea and i we both specialize in communication we do a lot of itc uh because we're sensitive and we're magnets and that we do draw a lot of energy and it's it's a lot easier for us to use said phone apps that everybody you know has uh a differing of opinion on um i'll tell you right now there are three apps i mean usually phone apps are crap i'm not gonna lie that they, they are and we've tested a lot of them but there are three that we definitely use all the time and we always get 
uh, 100% intelligent communication. We shut off our Wi-Fi. We shut off our locations. We're in airplane mode. And then we always make sure, as you watch their videos, we always make sure they say our names. Yeah. And when you do that, that shows that you can't fake that. Unless that you have an app that was created where you can implement words or your name and stuff. And I know there's things like that, but we are 100% genuine and everything that we do is genuine that you guys see in the video. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that is that is really important to, to get those um, to get some kind if you're if you're going to step into that world, get some kind of devices that um, that actually work and that aren't, aren't like pieces of crap or apps that are that, yeah. work, you know, but um, we have that's the thing is we have so much like we have a lot of equipment and we tried a lot of different things and we don't ever get the the perfection of our investigations like we do with the three apps that we use. Mm -hmm. We've used so many different things like Necrometer, Necrophonic, and Spirit Talker are the main three that we use. And like I said, if you watch our videos, you'll see intelligent communications. You'll see intellectual answers. I mean, the, the one bar that we just did, the uh, Andy Gavin's, there's a part in the video where you see me say, where are you? And it says down, but then it whispers and it's so intelligent that it'll sit there and it'll say, I said, was it you that set off the REM pod? And it goes, yes. Pod. It actually said the whole thing, which was mind blowing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's proof, and you know, right there. Absolutely. So, what what was when before you you guys decided to become a duo? Did you guys investigate a location and say, "This is what I want to start to do and, and work toward becoming something bigger"? Did we, we did. Of, we did because we we kind of did it. Not a lot in Salem, but a little bit in Salem. And then we took a trip to Gettysburg and um, the Cash Town Inn and the Balladary Inn. Um, we kind of did like kind of like a mini investigation there. And we just decided that we were, we can do this. We have a connection. And yeah, we did. We dipped our, we dipped our feet in the water that way. And the funniest thing is our very first, because I mean, like we were still learning how to do things and everything at that point. Like we were still, um, on the verge of uh deciphering if something's an orb or if it was an air particle and all these kind of things like we were still learning everything but the funny thing is our very first investigation was like a lot of people's biggest investigation our very first was the conjuring house so it kind of broke us in and then from there we just took off and now we're full steam ahead what was what was your experience like in the conjuring house i know it's different for everybody well, I will tell you this. I mean, then you can give me, um, Andy, I'd like you to give your perspective of it. But um, a lot of people go in there, like I said, a lot of you all watch YouTube videos. And then they're always constantly yelling demon and, you know, there's evil and people are getting thrown themselves in the walls. And all of that is is all bullshit, bull sugar. I'm not going to curse on your show, but I'll just say that. Say what you feel. Say what you feel. All right. All right. So, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it's bullshit. Um when we were there, like I said, we feel the energies and stuff like that. So we were there for quite a bit and there was nothing that was malevolent there. There was nothing evil. There's a lot of energy there. There was a, definitely yeah. a lot of energy, but we never felt like we were in danger of anything. Yeah. And we were in a basement by ourselves and they claimed that that's the most evil area. But yeah, there wasn't really a lot. I mean, we did communicate with the spirits there and that, but it was nothing ever threatening except for that. There, yeah, there was, felt, but it wasn't uh, really dark though. I no, I felt like it was dark, but I didn't feel in danger. You kind of, I went into the um, the room where the parent family had the seance. They have it set up as a sitting room now, yeah. 
And there was just a, a dark, just huge presence that I feel like just stood right behind me the whole time I was there. I could feel him the whole time I was in that room. But again, I never felt like I was in danger or anything. I was never afraid. Yeah, we mostly talked to Henry. Henry was a little boy there that we uh, we instantly had a pretty good connection mm -hmm. with him up in uh, the birthing room. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we experienced things there, but it was nothing like all these fake channels do. But, yeah, I... I, I've noticed, and, and some of the other investigators I've spoken to have, have said this common thing across the board, and I never really thought about it until I stepped into this doing this, you know, uh, interviewing people. Is, it's all about intention. If you, if you step into it with the intention of, I'm going to find something dark or evil or malevolent, you're going to, because that's what you're asking for. That's what you're manifesting. But if you step into it with, I want to get evidence of, the paranormal. I, I want to document this, right? That's what you're going to get. Uh, is that something that you guys have found out? Yeah. I mean, but there's been other places like we've been to too, that a lot of people said that there was these horrific demons and stuff from, and like I said, these places like the Vasilia Axe house, will be eventually going to do that one. And I can't wait for that because everybody that goes in there, like I said, they, they have this big thing with these really crazy dark presences and, and people go so far to literally fake and act and throw themselves in the walls acting like they're being attacked by demons. And, I, and that just blows my mind. But it, yeah, it makes it makes our field kind of a joke, you know, and then when you tell people about what we do, then they sit there and go, oh, was there a demon? Did it grab you? Like, it's, it's all from that far-fetched crap that you see all over YouTube. Now. Not that there isn't dark stuff like that, because there is. It's there just, are, yeah, but it's, it's where not as it's common to, as they yeah. make it out to be. Demons are extremely yeah. rare to go into. Um, if you guys ever hear people on YouTube, like um, the three young kids, I swear to God, every episode they, they yeah. encounter a demon. I'm just saying, but it's, <laughs> it's aggravating to me. But um, yeah, demons are extremely rare to come across. Uh, there are dark spirits. There are spirits that have ill intent, uh, but they're not demonic. You know what I mean? They'll be mischievous. Uh, we ran into a couple of those types, but nothing demonic. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's not jinx ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys have investigated quite a few places. What are some dream locations you you have on your list? Good. Definitely the Veliska <laughs> Axe House. Yeah. I want to go to that one. What else? Um. That one's very doable. What's the next? Is, one? Well. The <laughs> I, I kind of want to do the murder house in Salem, but I also don't because it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> that one, that one had dark. That energy. that one was really like we were just standing on the sidewalk outside of that one, and the darkness that came off of that was overwhelming. So I'm a little afraid of that one. Dracula's Castle. Oh yeah, Black Tepe's. Yep. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Um, other than that, I'm just trying to think. I mean, well, we're going to be doing Tombstone eventually. We do want to do. Uh, I know a lot of people say the Birdcage Theater has lessened with its activity in it, but I still would like to do that. That's one of them. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. I'm I'm really excited to see where where you guys go with this. Um, now we're speaking about some of the some of the YouTube channels that that are faking it. Is there any channels that you watch that you're like these? Yes, these, we we these we love the weed you. Yeah, we love the Ouija brothers because they're legit. Um, they debunk all their own stuff, and they don't really use a lot of gadgets. They go in and they kind of, their investigations is more feel-based. Um, and we'll be doing things like that, I think, down the road. Like, we we do like to show 
um, our viewers that the actual interactions. And a lot of times if you go in there with no tools, you might experience a couple things, but the viewer themselves are not gonna feel or see what you see. Like our last place, her and I both saw two full body apparitions. We didn't get them on video though, because we were playing with our cameras. But, and, and that's when it, that's what happens. So you could sit there and be like, well, well, I just saw a spirit in full form. And then everybody's like, okay, that's nice. You have a picture there. You know, a lot of it's hearsay. So it's a little tough to do investigations like that. But I mean, there's also an adventure and a fun part of that too, where we don't have to set up everything and you kind of just like live out the night and see what you can do and what you conjure up. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, there, there's a few that I like to watch. Um, but they they tend to fabricate some things. I, I've I've picked up on that, and then there's a, a few that I've I've seen undeniable proof where I'm like, yeah, these dudes are legit, pretty legit. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a team, there's a team out of Canada that does that. Uh, two guys, and then uh, two guys that just travel all over the place. Um, but stepping back into into some other things, you guys you guys went to the Warrens uh, Museum. Do you guys believe in cursed objects? I do. <laughs> I do too, but I think they're rare. I think there's a lot of um There's a misconception though. There there is a misconception and there's also um a lot of places who just say that things are haunted to make money off of tourists. I don't I don't believe that most objects are. No. And all these people that say like uh from just everything that I've endured and everything I've read and everything everybody I've talked to about it, um objects are never possessed by a regular spirit. You're never going to have the spirit of a little girl sitting in a doll. Not going to happen. Everything that attaches to an object is usually not really a spirit, but more of an entity. And it's more of a dark entity usually yeah. to do that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe in like much like you guys say, I, I don't believe in, in all of these objects are cursed, right? I believe that energy transfers over and can transfer over. That's why I don't like going to thrift stores. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That is true. That's why I always tell them never buy a doll. <laughs> now, as far as like, An like as far as Annabelle goes, you know, there's there's so many different um, viewpoints when it pertains to that object. I don't know. Like, I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't really think Annabelle's anything. I think she's just a doll, and I think that was a fabricated story. We've gone into quite a few haunted haunted object museums and i you don't really feel very much in those museums yeah yeah i you know that 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 does raise a, a pretty big point about annabelle you know because i've we all have heard the story if, if you're a paranormal enthusiast if you if you enjoy horror movies heard <laughs> stories surrounding annabelle oh you know this person um mocked annabelle or or whatever and then they got yeah. a total accident on the way home I mean, maybe that's true, but to what degree is that random, right? Like, or to what degree, yeah. like what degree, what, to what degree is that psycho, you know, a psych, um, psychotic, right? Because like, yeah, the, the, more, the accident could have happened, but also the person could not have been paying attention, right? Like right. so much, so many layers and variables that go into it. And it just so happens that the guy that was riding the motorcycle, he didn't live. So he can't tell the story about what happened. Yeah. Right. Right. So so we don't really know. And so you do raise a good point that it can just be a doll that was fabricated for a story, mm -hmm. you know, because and once again, watching YouTube, some <laughs> terrible. But I watch Buzz, BuzzFeed. Right. And BuzzFeed, 
you know, they went into the into the haunted museum. And one of the guys that was on the investigation literally sat there and shit talked Annabelle exactly how they told you not to. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So right? the two guys. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I I like them because the commentary, the banter between mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, oh but, yeah, they're funny. Those yeah, are oh, funny. absolutely. Um, <laughs> but anyways. I, I kind of got thrown off thinking about that, but anyways, it shows that it shows that that story could be fabricated completely. Right. Yeah. So, what is what is next for for Spectral Paranormal? What What are you guys getting your hands into next? Uh, the next investigation. I mean, we have a couple things lined up, but the next one that we're looking forward to is a place called AV Restaurant, and uh, we are going to get that account. Uh, the story with AV Restaurant in Scranton is it used to be called the Banshee, and at one point it was a morgue. <laughs> they used for, it as a temporary morgue during the Spanish influenza. Yeah, and it held a lot of bodies. And uh, we spoke to the front end manager, and she was just telling me the other day that when she was upstairs, there was a little girl running down the hall at her, and then there was nobody there, and she saw it. So wow. that's an exciting place. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing that we want to do. We still have uh, part two to do of our uh, Forest Hill Cemetery. We did the first one. A lot of people that saw that video saw uh, how wonderfully mouth the spirits were when they communicated. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely some kind of dark energy there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran into it one time, and the last time we didn't. So who knows? Maybe in part two we will. <laughs> That's... That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Um, so one thing that I wanted to ask is, is you start doing investigations. I don't know if you start documenting things right away through video, but what got you to the point where you said, I want to start a YouTube channel and start uploading things? Well, I would say that was more of my idea. And then I talked to you when to do one and then you agreed on it. Um, I decided that because I saw somebody like there was all these groups that I was watching and all of a sudden I was like, you know, are they really getting this much energy and this much activity? And like, I started questioning things. And then the more and more I did research on, I started realizing, Oh my God, these guys are faking and these guys are faking and these guys are fake. Everything's for views and subs and money. Um, there's no dignity. And for us, the idea of doing a YouTube page is to show people what a real genuine investigation looks like. We're not shooting a movie. Like, yes, we have uh, theatrical openings to our videos and stuff like that. We do that kind of stuff because it's entertainment. But when you get right to the investigation, it's really us investigating. We're not pretending to be uh, these personalities or characters and that we are who we are and we just do what we do. And, you know, hopefully people see that and they respect that and, and they can sit there and say, oh my God, these guys are genuine. Look at all the stuff these guys are getting. And that's what's going to separate us from uh, boys and the girls, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's my first initial um, thought from when I saw your very first video. I was like, these they're very genuine, right? Like they're not trying to do shit to make things look more impe- appealing mm-hmm. than they really are, right? Yep. Like you're not stepping on screen in complete darkness with like, l- you know, lights on you and being like, we're going to catch a demon today, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you're, I you're, love those guys. I know. <laughs> right? They're amazing. <laughs> They're right? amazing you people. Slick, you don't have the no. We don't. We don't. Hair. We don't have the same. We don't have the same formula where we start a video off with all this editing and news and aerial shots from um, 
Oh, what the hell are those things called? Drones. Yeah, drones and all that kind of stuff that they do. I think at time we'll probably do something like that because I do like the, the way that looks. But then you do like a 10-minute comedy routine. Then you go into an investigation. And the best is like you have all these debunkers on YouTube now that actually find these guys and they debunk all their stuff. And then like they show you, like you actually see like an invisible string in the guy's sleeve where he pulls a ball down the stairs. And then like you could see the guy playing on his phone as he's sitting off the REM pod with a, an electronic thing. Like it is, it's very humorous. I, I think what I think what bothers me the most is watching some of the investigations and you see that they're getting so much activity, right? Or activity. It's like, why are you not staying here? Why are you not trying to get more, right? Doc, if right. that is your job, if you're considering yourself to be an investigator, which kind of in a way is is a, is falls in the science world, right? If you're trying to get that. Why are you not staying in that location, getting as much as humanly possible? And then and that's what people that's what people don't see, though. Like when they watch your videos, they'll see a 45 minute video and they're like, oh, my God, you guys get amazing content. And it's so fast. And you guys get it. They don't realize that that's a five hour investigation yeah. that we trim all of the, the silence and the non crap. And we get rid of it. Like when we do investigations, we like when we do a video, not an investigation, but when we do a video, we understand that people at home are not going to sit there and want to watch me and Andy spend like an hour to try to get like an interaction. So what we'll do is we edit the video, we have the buildup, and then we have the activity happen. Again, it's like a five-hour investigation. Like the last one we just did was five hours. Mm -hmm. And it's a 40, like we just did the video, and I think it's what, 45 minutes on it? Mm -hmm. So 45 minutes out of five hours, but it's nonstop because you're getting 45 minutes of action. And that's what people want as an entertainment thing. You get your popcorn, your drink, and you're sitting here watching, you know, these people interact with ghosts and stuff like that. And sometimes it is mind blowing and it's amazing. Like this last one, I mean, honestly, I can't say enough about it. I'm, I'm really pleased with the last investigation. We actually had knocks. We had uh, ghost footsteps coming up the stairs at her um, and you actually hear them. And then we had, we actually had real genuine spirit orbs show up well, on stage had, i think the most impressive is we actually had the cat ball on the video picked yeah. up and moved oh yeah yeah it, you actually will see it on the video like it actually picks up the cat ball and it goes all the way i had to get used to the reverse that's the best way. <laughs> and, it, and it moves and then it starts going off and that but it's amazing because you actually see it happening wow that's that's wild and we didn't we were in the room and we didn't even notice it yeah. when it happened we didn't even and we talked to houdini for like five seconds <laughs> That's awesome. That so, awesome. yeah, he'll be in the video. <laughs> He's making his grand appearance. Yep. Um, well, he used to, the, the thing with getting back to that real fast, uh, Houdini used to perform there. Mm -hmm. So Houdini was from Scranton. So when he uh, started off his acts and everything else and to try to get everything nailed down, he performed in front of the live audience at the Ritz. Back then it was mm -hmm. called the Poly, the Poly, Poly, Poly. the Poly Theater. And, um, you know, there was a lot of people that said that they had seen his apparition and had interactions with him. I kind of found that hard to believe. I'm like, why would he be there? You know, because I know that in Scranton, there's a place called the Houdini Museum that actually he used to live at. Yeah. Um, I could see his spirit being there, but why would it be at the Ritz? And then when we were doing our communications, he actually came through. Spirits acknowledged that he was there and he briefly came through for like a good five seconds and that was done. But That's awesome. Speaking of Speaking on, speaking on Houdini, did you know that after you know after he would do his his magic or in you know in between doing all that, 
he would debunk people that were trying to claim yep. that they were psychics and mediums and stuff. I find that very fascinating because I never knew that until I start, I listened to a podcast. Yeah, he was amazing. I watched a lot of his content. And like I said, we're, we're from here. Yeah. Uh, Scranton's like right down the road from us practically. And it's, uh, it's amazing to see the areas that he used to once perform. I mean, they all look different now, but you watch the videos and you just know he was there. Um, and everything that he brought into that field is, is mind blowing. I mean, you wouldn't be having Chris Angel and all these other guys if it wasn't for Houdini. Houdini really opened the doors with that. Um, and to this day, people can't even reenact his, uh, his trickery, I guess you say. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I live in a, I, I live in a town now that's a civil war town in Maryland and everybody around here is like, it's so haunted. I haven't seen a ghost. I haven't experienced anything in my house. I, there, there's a there's a cemetery on the other side of this road. I haven't seen anything, anything nothing. You're blessed. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that I haven't in my life, but here, mm. here and now I haven't. Um, yeah, we but... bring shit home all the time. <laughs> it always follows. Get... Like, I'm not even kidding you. We get attachments and, and they come home. We'll be sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden like the smell of cigarettes comes by and nobody smokes in our house. Um, her and I will be sitting on the couch and we'll see shadows running through the kitchen. Um, just crazy stuff. And then like uh, Ari, her daughter was back from college. Her bedroom door opened and then it stayed like that. And then it literally just shut right in front of her, like as it was peeking at her. So she hates it. <laughs> how, how do you guys handle that when, when those cleansing. Bless, cleansing? Lots of cleansing. But I don't feel like anything has really been bad or dark. Or, Sometimes I we mean, just ignore it. Yeah, no, we do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother if us. If it starts getting really annoying, then I'll do a, like a cleansing of the house with the sage and the salts and the oils and everything else. But for the most part, they don't really bother us. It is kind of weird knowing that there's certain entities in your home. And no matter what you're doing in privacy, using the bathroom, like they're probably sitting there staring at you. Like you don't know. And it's weird. The weird thing is like we like and even though her and I feel energies and this is this is one thing we don't understand. So we can go in any haunted place that we could go. Yes, there's spirits here. There's energy here. For some reason, we don't have that at our house. Mm. We don't feel them here. It's really bizarre. Sometimes, but not strong. No, not like it is on the, on the other things. Yeah, the, the one time I felt something in the hall, but it's, it's very rare that we feel it at the house, but they're here. So. Yeah, go like like you said. You know, they they could be watching you. Some of the weird, most intimate moments, and you never know. You catch that EVP that says, "Hey, nice poop, bro." Yeah, <laughs> intimacy. They're always watching. <laughs> I'm just telling you, they are. They're watching. They're, they're probably like all it. around the bed, like applauding and going, "Yeah, you got this." You never know. It's crazy. You did a good job, man. <laughs> that was really great. That I wish I would have known that when I was alive. <laughs> goodness, goodness. So, anyways, before we wrap it up, what advice or suggestions would you give to anybody that's aspiring to be uh, investigators or that are sensitive and they want to start investigating? Go ahead. You too. You too. Well, I, I just think because I feel like it's such a gift to be able to do it. I mean, how many people can say that they speak to spirits and they have that connection and can possibly help them? I, I would say just be true to it. I mean, you don't need all the all the tricks and all of the, you know what I mean? 
gadgets and you toys. You don't need all that fake stuff. I mean, just be true to it. I think it's like I said, I think it's a gift. Yeah. And I would say that uh, if you are thinking about anybody out there that's thinking about doing this uh, as a hobby or if you want to become like a big YouTube sensation, whatever, just be true. Um, you will build your audience in time. When people start seeing how genuine you are and and what you actually do for the spirits and you're not like treating them like animals and you're not being disrespectful and stuff like that, people respect that more. Um, so just be yourselves and try to find your niche, find what you're really good at with the spiritual realm. And like mine's communication, hers is like feelings and stuff, but she's really good at drawing a lot of things too. So it's like, we, we bounce off of each other and we do keep our team small. We keep it the two of us. We don't want anybody else. Number one, we love what we do. We get more energy when it's just her and I, you have a bigger group, less energy. Um, then you have to deal with people like, you know, straggling behind, running late and all that kind of stuff. We don't have to worry about that stuff. So um, just have fun, you know, just have fun with it. Enjoy it. Don't, you know, don't let it become an obsession because it, it will take you over. Um, you have to have a happy medium in there. But um, yeah, by all means, I mean, it, you know, the more the more paranormalist, the, the, the merrier, as long as you are authentic. I think a lot of people get that thought of instant, instant gratification, instant success. And they see some of these other creators on YouTube that have 100 million followers or, you know, whatever. Oh, it's or, crazy. Yep. Yeah. And it's always the fakers. It's the fakers that have the big, huge subs. They have yeah. like 700,000. And it's like, you know, we're sitting here in... Uh, we're as authentic, but we've only been out for a little over a month now. But I mean, we're already at, I think we're etching towards uh, 500 on YouTube, but we're over, we're over 700 followers on Facebook. So I mean, it's growing and it's going to keep getting, it's going to keep getting in bigger and bigger and bigger and we'll get there. But like I said, it's, it's the work that you put in the connections Absolutely. you make. Absolutely. It's, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure that it's the same in the paranormal field with content creation as with, you know, podcasting, everybody gets this, this thought of like instant success. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm going to be Joe Rogan when I start podcasting. Sorry. Yeah. I make no money out of this. I do this for the love of it. And I do yeah. it for the human connection. Yep. Yeah. We just, the investigation we did, somebody asked him, uh, they were going to charge him $20,000 in the investigation. We did it for free mm -hmm. and we got him, I guarantee you the best evidence he's ever going to get. So grand. Yeah. They were going to charge him $20,000 to do the investigation. Yep. <laughs> that is insane. And that's the thing. We do, we work for free. I mean, in time, we might eventually look at different things like that. But, like, we, we do enjoy helping people. That's what we're in it for. We're in it to, to help the spirits, to help the people, um, the businesses that need verification. And they don't want somebody coming in screaming demon. And they want legitimacy then they they will hire us and then we do it for free and we build them a beautiful video that they're able to use off of our youtube and they can use it any way they want yeah and those poor people and i must say this those poor people when those things you know when they get exploited like that and they're shoved on tv or on a video on youtube and it's like you know they're forced to like change who they are i feel absolutely terrible for them some yeah. of these people are just scammer shy and and you can tell mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's fucking terrible sorry for the language oh no you're that. good buddy you can curse whenever you want <laughs> it's my show <laughs> yeah 
believe me, believe me. Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, there was there's a lot of people I think that they had the best intentions, but I think when they started realizing they weren't able to get the evidence, like her and I can. Um, at that point, you go through extreme measures to try to build your following. But like nobody wants to watch a boring video, right? Yeah. So they're gonna implement their little trickery and things like that to try to get people to, to believe that hype and and that's what happens they sob and they keeps building a building a building but we're gonna stick to our guns we yeah. will never cheat mark and andy where can we find you guys at you guys can find us on uh what is it spectral paranormal youtube is it well go on youtube it's not like that paranormal investigations on youtube yep. yeah no, let's talk about the handle. Not that I know our name. <laughs> well, it's something like that. But yeah, just look for Spectral Paranormal Investigations on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you'll see this guy right here. That is called the Spectre. He's our little character. And um, you will know what's us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're everywhere that you can find them is going to be down in the descriptions. So you can go ahead, click their links, follow them, go on. Watch a lot of their watch all their content. It's it's amazing. They get amazing evidence, and I am I am super happy that they decided to come and and sit and talk to me, Mark. Oh, anytime. We'll we'll definitely like to be back. Absolutely. I apologize for the nail gun. We did not expect. Yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know they were doing that. You know that's okay. I didn't hear it. I have dogs running around upstairs. Okay, I can hear it. Y'all can't. So I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just happy. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, anyway. just shoot us shoot us an email whenever you want us to get back on and that will definitely uh we could do like a halloween thing or something like that whatever you want to do absolutely let us know that sounds good that sounds great so mark andy i want to thank you for hanging out with me thank you for sharing your experience uh, i cannot wait to talk to you you guys again and i cannot wait to see you guys grow as investigators and your your channel grow i think what you guys are doing is amazing we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Be good. And everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. I had a great time. It was a great conversation. Be good. Take care, guys. Thing I wouldn't do. Bye. <laughs>